A strip club is offering drive-through strip shows and nude hand sanitizer wrestling. A South African king was arrested after going on an axe rampage in the palace. And a factory is working 24-7 to keep craft dinner on the shelves. These are the Weird Stories for Tuesday. This is Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. And uh, I'm recording from the desert. This is the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian. I'm more than happy to keep it going during the virus. I'm glad you're here with me. Let's get into some weird-ass stories from around the world. A strip club is offering drive through strip shows and nude hand sanitizer wrestling during the virus. Although many businesses in Las Vegas are closed after Nevada's governor asked non-essential businesses to close their doors, that doesn't appear to include the city's strip clubs. Little Darlings which is owned by Deja Vu, is not only open, but they are also planning to offer drive through strip shows and nude hand sanitizer wrestling. Starting this weekend, guests will be able to drive up to the front door, pay $100, enjoy a 10-minute show from the comfort and safety of their vehicles. Uh, the nude hand sanitizer wrestling will begin on Saturday. What are the details of that? How does this work? And by the way, who's paying $100 for a 10-minute show from your car? Uh, unless are they getting into the car with you? I'd like to know. Are you getting a lap dance in the front seat of your car? First of all, it's 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 uncomfortable. I mean, I'm not paying full price for that. Seems strange to me. For those customers who still want to go inside, directors of operation Ryan Carlson says that Little Darling's Strip Club is easily one of the safest and cleanest places in Las Vegas. He says the club's sanitizing practices include hourly hand washing, more than 25 hand sanitizers throughout the club, and social distancing in both seating and private dances. You can have social distancing in a private dance. What's the point of the private dance? What, I, I just paid for a private dance and she's six feet away from me the whole time? Well, I don't understand what that's all about. The point of getting a lap dance is to have the stripper on top of your lap. Okay, that's the point of it. That's why they call it a lap dance. That's why you're paying $100 for 10 minutes. I don't understand the social distancing that's uh, going to make this strip club experience uh, acceptable at all. I can't, I can't see that happening. This guy also pointed out that the, that the strippers are part of the American fabric of life. <laughs> sure they are. They're part of the American tradition, you know, strippers. You know, have you heard of General Hooker? Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. They go way back to the Civil War days. Yes, they were hiring strippers to keep the morale of the troops up, you know. The fabric of life. Unbelievable. Little Darlings, by the way, was one of the first local businesses to capitalize on what is now a pandemic. In early March, they started handing out bottles of hand sanitizer after the first presumed positive cases were announced. Yeah. It's just called, you know, getting your brand out there, you know. you get, <laughs> Don't let a virus slow you down. Get your brand out there. You know, do what you can. Giving out free hand sanitizer. Make it rain hand sanitizer. I really would like to know what this hand sanitizer wrestling is, is going to be all about. I'd imagine they're going to get like a kiddie pool, a little inflatable kiddie pool, and fill it with hand sanitizer. But then it's going to get in the stripper's eyes. Well, I guess they could wear goggles. That stuff stings, man. And by the way, it's kind of a waste of hand sanitizer, I would say, right? People need that hand sanitizer. You're going to waste it on some strippers wrestling in it. Maybe you could bottle the hand sanitizer afterward and give it out. Or sell it to the customers. This hand sanitizer was wrestled in by strippers. Buy this. It still works. And then take the proceeds. And then go buy more hand sanitizer that was not tainted by the naked body of a disgusting stripper. And then give that out to children. 
I think I just solved the whole problem in Las Vegas just there, right then and there. I should be in charge of the strip clubs in Vegas, obviously. I know what I'm doing. And, you know, you ought to get temperature machines, temperature check machines in these strip clubs. And yeah, you ought to have them everywhere, by the way. This is my last idea. You know, when I was in Asia, I would go into places, stores, and they would whip out a little machine and they would put it on my forehead or near it. And they would take my temperature and they wouldn't allow me into the store unless I passed this little test. You mean to tell me you're not going to have one of these devices, not one in a strip club? No, if I'm getting a lap dance, I want you to zap this the stripper's head with the thing, and I want to see that her temperature is at a reasonable rate before I get that lap dance. It's a very simple technological device that could solve so many of our problems right now, and I don't understand why it's not happening. Okay? A South African king has been arrested after going on an axe rampage. Yes, a South African king who happens to be the nephew of the late Nelson Mandela has been arrested after allegedly going on the rampage with an axe. He did it inside the palace. I'm going to say I'm going to try and say his name. Don't laugh. Buyalekaya Dalendiebo. Bullet Buyalekaya Dalendiebo. Freed. He was freed from jail. He was on parole in December which is when he decided he was going to break into the royal palace in the early hours. I don't know why this story is coming to me now. This happened in December. Well, what the hell? It's a great story. It's a guy. <laughs> you know, not it's not every day that you hear people going on um, axe rampages inside the palace, you know. Witnesses said that he was searching for his son, the regent who was appointed the acting monarch while he was in prison. Oh, my goodness. He was in prison. His son was appointed. What did his son do? Some unsavory things. This guy got out of prison. He went back to the palace with an axe. Went on a rampage through the palace with an axe. The regent escaped through a window, but his wife has been injured and taken to the hospital. Oh, the son got away, but the wife has been axed. This is no good. Who goes on axe rampages now in 2020? That's what That's what really struck me with this story. This guy, King Delenjeombu, was sentenced to 12 years in jail for kidnapping, assault, and arson. Nothing axe-related? Well, maybe the assault was axe-related. But he only served four years after the president granted some, some prisoners early parole. He was the first monarch to be convicted of a crime in South Africa since white minority rule ended in 1994. Come on, Jonesy, get it together. The 56-year-old comes from the Tembu clan, to which Mr. Mandela, South Africa's first black president, belonged. South Africa has seven officially recognized monarchs representing different ethnic groups and clans. Not all of them use axes as their weapon of choice. Since King Delembeu's release from jail, there have been tensions in the Tembu royal family, and he has refused to see his son, the acting king, Azanati Zanalizwa Dalanyebo. Man, these names. Unbelievable. I could never live there because I just can't say anybody's names. I would just go, you, you, you with the axe. Hey, you with the axe. Last month, the royal household decided that Ezante should continue on as regent for at least one more year. Well, the axe-wielding dad had other plans, for sure. The royal spokesman said that the king broke into the palace, the Bombayan Great Palace, which is just outside the town of Mathatha in eastern Cape Province. Here's a quote from the media. He was carrying weapons such as an axe, a machete, and also a crowbar. Well, how many arms does this guy have? You can't wield an axe and a machete and a crowbar at the same time unless you've got some kind of octopus thing going on. 
He managed to break a window, they say, from the sitting room of the main house. As he was moving up the stairs looking for the acting king, also known as his son, some people managed to distract him, and then the acting king managed to jump out of a window, running for safety. Other people were also running for their lives. He, had, he was wreaking havoc in the palace. He started ransacking the king's room, all confidential documents. He threw them around. He axed them. <laughs> Video footage shows the troubled monarch later standing outside his palace, calmly smoking a cigarette and daring the police to arrest him, which they eventually did. <laughs> what is with this, these South African monarchs and their weapons of choice? Man, I tell you, there's some places in the world where you live there and you think you, you really think you've, you've turned back the clock 300 years. I got to tell you, oh man, I don't, I'll tell you right now, I don't want to live with his monarchs. I do not want a monarchy. Don't like them. No. A factory is working around the clock 24-7 to keep Kraft Dinner on the shelves. Toronto. Craft dinner production lines at the Montreal Craft Plant, responsible for supplying all of Canada's macaroni and cheese supply, are now working nonstop to produce one million extra boxes of mac and cheese to meet an unprecedented demand during the COVID-19 pandemic. Here's a quote from the plant manager. The engagement at the plant, I've never seen it this high, I'll tell you. That's it. That's all we got for... <laughs> oh, no. Down below. People are very proud here. They feel they're contributing to a noble cause, to serving the country. It's really a feeling of serving the country. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, since COVID-19 was declared a pandemic last week, panic buying has prompted shoppers in Toronto to stockpile their pantries. Kraft Heinz, which produces Kraft Dinner, has seen a 35% increase in demand for the pasta product and a 41% hike in demand for peanut butter as well. While some shoppers may be stressed, uh, the plant manager said she and the 960 plant employees are feeling calm and they're prepared for whatever happens next. They're very prepared and they're calm. They're prepared with the mac and cheese. Listen, we got your mac and cheese covered. Don't you worry about it. Starting this week, each employee will have their forehead scanned to check if they have a fever. Oh, that's very good. What about last week when they were, <laughs> when they were handling food? <laughs> Did you bother to check then? The plan has even plotted three backup plans in case of an internal COVID-19 outbreak. Ooh, they got backup plans. Uh, what are you going to do with that Kraft macaroni and cheese if that happens? Are you going to throw it away? How does that work? I don't want to be eating COVID Kraft mac and cheese. The uh, Yeah, I'm not into that. If the workers get sick or show symptoms, then other employees at the plant can be trained to fill in on the most vital product lines, such as the mac and cheese and the peanut butter. If those replacements fall sick, then mechanics will actually fill in. If the mechanics get sick, then managers at the plant, including Nguyen, who's the plant manager, will be ready to take over. <laughs> wow, they're all ready to take over the mac and cheese production. The plant manager said, I'll be the first one to raise my hand to stand in the lines and make sure those cases get out. If it never happens, if it's tomorrow or two days, we're going to be so ready. You better believe it. These people are so just determined to get out the Kraft macaroni and cheese. A million extra boxes? Before the outbreak, which has now infected more than a thousand Canadians, the factory pumped out about three million boxes of Kraft dinner five days per week. Now the lines are running 24-7 and pumping out more than four million boxes. Oh, it's an extra million. Yes, four million boxes a day. Five days a week? Wow. Unbelievable. Let me see. I'm not good at math. 
That's 20 million boxes of Kraft macaroni and cheese going out to Canada. Unbelievable, Canada. You guys are going to be okay. It's the same all-hands-on-deck approach for peanut butter, they say, where the workers are pumping out the product around the clock. My goodness, how much peanut butter are you guys pumping out? Kraft? Doesn't say. They do, it does say there's 37 million Canadians. <laughs> I don't know. There was so few Canadians. Really? 37 million? That's it? My goodness. That's like barely two of Los Angeles. What do, you, what do you guys need so much mac and cheese for? Send some of that mac and cheese down here where there's more people in the U.S. We need, we like mac and cheese. We want some mac and cheese. I got mac and cheese right there in the bag sitting on the counter there, ready to, ready to go. In case of emergency, break glass. That's my mac and cheese situation. You know, as this virus goes on and on, I look more and more, I look at that box of mac and cheese and I ask myself, can I live off mac and cheese? Can I? Is it possible, guys? Are all the nutrients that are needed to keep the human body moving along, moving along within that mac and cheese? I don't know. Any nutritionists out there? Call the show, 646-450-2012. Tell me about your guilty little virus snack that you have. Is it mac and cheese? What is it? Salt and vinegar potato chips? Are you a peanut butter on a banana person? Like kind of healthy? Are you doing popcorn? What are we got? Little Debbie's? Is that part of your world? What is it? Tootsie Rolls? I want to know. What are you doing? Hot Pockets? Come on. Call me up. I want to know. Is it frozen fish of some sort? What is it? Little chicken nuggets that you bought at the, at the, in the frozen section that you're reheating? What about chili? Is it chili? Cans of chili? I want to know what you're snacking on. Call the show. Yay! Hey, what's up, guys? This is Jonesy. Uh, thanks again for listening to Weird AF News during this trying time. Please share the podcast. Give it a rating. Give it some stars or a thumbs up or like it. I don't know what you got on your little device there. Uh, you might even be listening on your smart speaker, in which case I, I don't even know if you can tell your smart speaker to give Weird AF News a review. But try that. See what happens. Uh, yeah, share it with a friend or a neighbor, somebody who's quarantined with you. You know, tell them, hey, let's, uh, let's, buckle, let's buckle down, hunker down. Is it buckle down or hunker down? Let's hunker down and listen to Weird AF News. And uh, while we eat our mac and cheese barefoot on the floor and wipe our butts with banana leaves <laughs> and listen to Weird AF News. It's a great time to be alive, guys, isn't it? Uh, appreciate all of you who've reached out to me, given me some, uh, some confidence to keep going in this world, keep recording. Yes, I'm going con- to continue to record the show, of course. I'm going to bring a little bit of light into this darkness that we're going through right now. Uh, I love all of you. Uh, that have reached out to me. It's just, it's been a, it's been a great time. Uh, I'm, um, I have a loss of, for words right now. Um, Jonesy, stop stumbling over your thoughts. Well, I just woke up and I've only had a couple sips of coffee, so I, I need to really hit this coffee harder. <clears throat> I hope you're hitting the coffee hard during this trying time. That's what I'm doing. Just a pot of coffee and then, you know, maybe, uh, maybe like a, a chessboard and a friend. I mean, that's how you get through the apocalypse, right? You just drink a lot of coffee, play chess or board games or something. I don't know. What are you guys doing? Call and tell me what you're doing. How are you passing your time during this uh, the lockdown? Those of you who are locked down, I'd love to know what you're doing. I've, I've gone on some hikes. Um, thankfully, uh, yesterday, it was kind of raining during the hike, so there was, I, I didn't really run into any people. <clears throat> the previous time I went hiking, though, there was too many people, and I thought, I can't do this anymore. This is I'm supposed to be social distancing on this cliff, but yet there's other there's like a person two feet away from me. This isn't this isn't good. 
Um, do you guys give a shit what I'm doing? Probably not. So let me just move to the regular, a regular scheduled outro, which is uh, please follow me on Instagram at Funny Jones, on Twitter at Funny Jones, and on Facebook it's Comedian Jonesy. You can email me funnyjones at gmail.com and call the show 646-450-2012. I'd love to hear from you. Also, check out my Patreon. Yeah, the Patreon. That's how you support me while I'm trying to stay alive here because all my comedy shows have been canceled. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Uh, it's patreon.com slash weirdafnews. Um, but you, you get something else, not just the feeling of supporting the show and, and helping me out, but you also get the feeling that uh, uh, the feeling that you get when you get to extra content. Yeah, you get the extra content on there, like bonus episodes and stuff. So check that out. And uh, I hope you're safe and i hope you would i hope you're with loved ones if you aren't with anybody who loves you call me and i will call you back and tell you not no i won't call you back i will give you a a shout out on the show and tell you that i love you how about that it's a known fact if you've ever had a hot dog or a wiener schnitzel at a carnival you have eaten testicles Hey, Jonesy, I'm just curious, man. If you give birth to a child in Walmart, is it Walmart? Like, do they own it? Like, will you get called shoplifting if you try to take your child? Hey, man, I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying my best. Maybe just, maybe just a little bit under my best right now. But hey, rock and roll.